Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Walking 90. It's been exactly two months, three months. It's been a long time since we've seen y'all. Um, it's good to be back in the saddle. Um, I have officially stopped crying ever since Richmond lost to Chattanooga in devastating fashion and then realized that South Georgia Tormenta and Bolt are now our overlords in USL League One. But even through that, Fort Madison has found a way I had to spend a whole bunch of money. One Knox came into the league and was like, F that, we're spending more money. Lexington was like, we'll play with the kids. NCFC was like, you know what, we'll try another reboot for another year again. Greenville decided to open up a retirement home, but had to move because that retirement home closed down and went to a new retirement home. Richmond was like, we're bringing everyone back, but you know what, Stephen Payne, you can go to Madison. FC Tucson dropped out the league. One Knox is there. I mean, NOCO is there, but we don't know if they have a stadium, but they might have a stadium, but they don't have players. And even part two, you about it, he's a little bit confused about it. And then all of a sudden, you sit there and think about it. What is Central Valley Fuego doing? But we'll answer all those questions more on this and episode of We Walking Have Someone Decide to Quit Right Before Christmas. Uh, Where's Lexington and all of that? Well, I said Lexington decided to play oh, the kids because they're literally they're playing the kids. <laughs> They got like, their oh, one experienced guy in Kalen Fox and buddy. said, everyone else, you're being babysat by Kalen Fox. <laughs> like, oh, you playing in college? Great. You can play here. Meanwhile, One Knox is like, oh, you have trophies. Here's a bag of cash. Yes. And Noko is like, players. You mean we can't play with Snowman? Like, what is this? What? What are we doing here? We got Irvin Parr. Oh, We're good. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but let me go ahead. Let me introduce my co-host. It's great to have these people back on the show. As always, to my left is a great guy that just got a new job. Shouts out to him, Mr. Kyle Carr. How are you doing, buddy? I'm great. My last day at my current job is tomorrow. I'm excited to do absolutely nothing and then have two weeks to just have a break. So I'm, I'm enjoying life right now. Kyle, over under on the level of give a fuck you're going to do if there is an emergency at that job tomorrow. <laughs> awesome. Just wanted to know. Um, Jordan is just below, below me, who literally joined the show five seconds before we were about to go on air, Mr. Brandon. How are you doing, buddy? Brandon is frozen. Great job. We just have him on here for the taxes. Diagonally from me, is the person that secretly runs Two Cents FC because she's on every single show and finds more ways to be more involved than me. Is Miss Ebony? How are you doing, ma'am? Chilling. You know, haven't scored a goal yet for NCFC, but working on it. I mean, y'all have literally decided. You know what? We're we're gonna do this again. We're just gonna spend a bunch of money. Still haven't gotten a number six yet, but it's gonna work out. Just call Chattanooga. We're they decided. <laughs> we're just gonna see what Chattanooga did. They went far in the playoffs. Let's just take all their players. You don't need a six when all you're doing is shooting. Okay. Yeah, exactly. With Rafa Michigan, that's all he's going to do. It's just like oh, defense. <laughs> Did you not see him in the playoffs? Yeah, right. And Brandon's now unfrozen. Oh, I'm back. Oh, I think you are back, Brandon. Yeah, I was going to say I'm right on time, and then I like literally just jet out. So yeah. 
And for those who are wondering, Chip is at a Boys the Men concert. And I wanted to ask you guys this. Do you think Chip knows who Boys the Men are? Like, do you think he really knows who they are? Or do you think he's just like, oh, cool, cool concert? And thought it was like a rock or indie band. And then he gets there and they're like old. No, he's old school. I think he knows who Boys the Men are. If you don't know who Boys the Men are, with a, when you have a child, something's wrong. I think he knows of them, but I don't know if he knows songs by them. Like, he knows who they are. And it's a free ticket, so he wasn't going to say no. I'm pretty sure he can count on one hand the number of white people at that concert. Also, I mean, why are boys and men in Nebraska? That's another question. <laughs> Bills need to be go? paid. What is Brandon doing? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, if there's a murder, you saw it here first on Walking 90. We didn't do it. Not our fault. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. Um, all right, guys. Let's go ahead. Let's dive into it. We have transfers to talk about. We have players that have left. We have schedules to talk about. Um, so I think the thing we should probably take our hands on first is talk about some of the noticeable players to leave USL League One, whether it's for climbing up the ladder or if it's teams in this league. So, where do you guys want to start at? Ooh, I mean, you can look at all of South Georgia. They lost quite mm-hmm. a few people. But yeah, they I think kept the important Bill ones. Got confirmed? Yeah. Yeah, Bill Hurd just got that- confirmed today to Detroit. Um, Kazai Sterling, I was shocked to see that he came back. I truly thought that he was out of there. Um and who else is one more person I'm thinking about? Kingsford? Yes. Did he decide to come back? I can't really remember. Yep. Okay, yes, Kingsford. And so, I mean, Dengler left, right? He left. Phelps did. Yeah. No, or is it? All the way around. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I know one of them left to Australia and the other one stayed. And to be honest with you, the most surprising game is that he can stick around because you heard all these rumors about him going to uh, El Paso. Yeah, that really fell apart, didn't it? I, I, I swear, I think it got as far as, like, I think we finally had, like, that first transfer in USL League one, and we were like, all right, this is going to happen, and then it doesn't happen. Like, everyone's speculating around it. Like, I think it's got as far as, like, the club is about to announce it. And then at the 11th hour, it was like, nope, he's back in Tormenta. Just kidding. Yeah. Like, Which, mm-hmm. that tells me there is a lot of money that's thrown at him. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%. There, there was the, oh, we're actually going to lose this guy. No, pay him. Pay mm-hmm. him right now. Yeah. Well, he's done so much for that club. They better pay mm-hmm. him. I mean, that man is... That man has been the heartbeat of that club at the youth level and at the pro level. So, like, yeah, yeah so we got that going now in Tormenta, uh, Richmond. Talk about Richmond a little bit. Uh, noticeable transfers that were paying, decided to go to the Evil Empire. Jalen Chrysler has decided to go to One Knox. Um, but meanwhile, they have re signed, I think, seven players so far. But I mean, my fault. We have signed twelve players back, seven of which are on multi-year contracts, which is impressive. Which actually leads the league. 
Mm-hmm. I think the next closest club is, if I remember correctly, I think is Ford Madison. I want to say what in multi-year contracts? Oh, not Ford Madison. I think it's yeah, multi-year contracts. Oh no, <laughs> was like I'm on. no Ford Madison. Was like North Carolina brought back. On one year. Yeah, everybody's on a one. Just a yeah. shit ton of money. But there's another club I can't remember right now that has like it might be years. us. Yes. That's what it is. It's Noko. Noko I'm in CFC. Yep. Has at least two on two-year contracts. Um, But also, no, we have Nick Holiday was a multi-year frame. You're not counting the underage worker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then, never mind. (laughs) You're not counting the underage We're not doing this this year, man. Any game that he plays, and we're not counting it towards the schedule. We're just counting it as a scrimmage. What? That's not fair. Because then you'd have Until to do that. He right yeah, I mean, he's, he's at where is he? Fortuna Dusseldorf right now. He's uh, at, yeah, he's, he's training with some German team. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Well, out there. I hope they have child labor laws, unlike NCFC. Hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> But yeah, I'll, we're paying. I'll let, you guys, let you guys talk about it. But any uh, any transfers so far that has caught your attention? I mean, Christian Shane. I, mean, I mean, part of it is bias. But Christian Shane to go to Madison was like a big holy shit kind of no, moment on one. that. Yeah. That was a big one on the league one day one, and that was just because you know Madison had brought back Mitch Osmond, and they had announced they brought back. Nazim Bartman, they had brought back uh, Derek Gebhardt. was like, okay, cool. It at least seemed like you brought back a core of, you know, the higher performing players from last year. And then it's like, okay, what are we going to do for striker? Oh, we're just going to bring Fuego's best player from Fuego. And he grew up in Fresno. Like, this is a hometown guy playing for his club. And he ends up leaving, which really either says, Something was not going well over at Fuego or Ford Madison threw a lot of money or both. I don't know. But I think for me that, and part of it, I will admit, bias. But that, I think, was kind of like the big standout of, oh, shit, this is huge. And then I think the other big transfers is every all the good players leaving Chattanooga to go to the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, NCFC took a, quite a few of those players. The biggest, The biggest transfer of all, it's definitely Jake Keegan from Greenville to One Knox. <laughs> Mr. Cardio Man. Good workouts. Good workouts are happening. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I already said it. I'm going to let y'all talk. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely happen. I think also another thing that's kind of caught my attention is you had a couple of players from um, NISA kind of move their way up. To USL League One. Well, they wanted to play next year because they Nisa won't be a thing. Oh wait, I'm sorry. It'll be a thing at the start. It just won't make it to July. Well, like, damn. Uh, like, is the Maryland Bobcats <laughs> specifically though? Like, they've they've how many is it? Is it three? That have come three, from like the three so far. Maybe, maybe I'm overselling it, but it feels like a ton of Bobcats players have come. I mean, if you think about it, Nico Brown was a Bobcats player too. So you got Nico Brown, you got. I think Dengler was a Bobcats Dengler was as well. a Bobcats player. Yeah. Like all these Bobcats have. And then Elijah Amo. Is, and then. Um, 
Cool. This recent one that went yeah, to Lee Balligan also yeah. at uh, Lexington. So that's four in the past couple of years, just from just from Maryland. It's a so, few. It's a few. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Sit there and think about it. Like, ooh, who else is coming up? Um, real quick, one knocks. This is a team that's starting off at USL League One, made their announcement saying, hey, we're going to take FC Tucson's spot and decided, like, oh, we're going to spend a shit ton of money to go get everyone. <laughs> what is the recruitment structure over there? It's kind of wild that? to see how one knocks is doing it. It's like wild to see how one knocks is doing it versus how Lexington is doing it mm-hmm. because they're taking yeah. two very different paths. <laughs> it's like opposite. I want to ask you guys yeah. about that. Let's let's dive into that a little bit. On one hand, you have one knocks that is like kind of, I guess, quote unquote, taking the Galacticos approach of like we're gonna buy the stars, we're gonna buy the proven quantities, we're gonna spend the bulk of our money on our starting eleven, and then the roster sparse might be sparse. Where Lexington is like, oh, we're gonna play the kids and we're gonna invest in the youth, and we're kind of gonna flesh out the eleven and the bench, so it's a little bit more balanced. Mm-hmm. What do you so think about I, those approaches so far? I oh, think they're right? both leaning more towards. I think they're both going like we want to grow our academy, but they're doing it in two different ways. One's like yeah. we're going to buy the academy and make it fit into what we need, and the other one is we're going to live and die by the academy and make it grow into what we need. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a built versus bought type situation happening, and you got to see which one is going to win. Well, yeah. and I remember when Chip and I talked to Sam Stockley, who's now the head coach, but he was the sporting director, and he emphasized, like, we want to have a team down the road. We want to be able to win with homegrown talent. Like, that was his big emphasis, and that was kind of the plan of what they're going to do at Lexington. They were going to have this pipeline where they have this academy, then they can maybe get either USL 2 or the USL League 1 team and win with that, and then those players – can you know venture off to wherever so i think i'm not surprised that lexington went with that approach i think the thing that's probably the most interesting about it is on the one hand it is a live or die but on the one hand you're gonna have young hungry players that want to prove themselves and show i have what it takes to move on to the next level but Mm -hmm. you all still deal with the inconsistencies it's like what we saw with all the mls2 teams you have young players that want to prove themselves and on their day, they can beat anyone 4-0. But then because that inexperience starts showing and you're you're having 18, 19, 20, 21, you know, young players, and they're going to go against, say, a Greenville, it's like that. They're going to get a lot of hard lessons from that experience. You're going to play in Omaha where they have that winning mentality, and you're going to have a lot of – that's where I think it's going to be interesting is can, how consistently can these young players do it when especially going up against more of the experienced sides or teams that have more of the experienced coaching while with Knoxville, I think they saw, okay, this is what the level was in league two. We know we need to take at least a step up. Let's make sure we get the guys that are proven quantities and we know, okay, they have league experience. That's what Ford Madison did. They said, we're just going to get guys that know this league and that's going to be our roster. And I think Knoxville's going with that same approach and then let the eventual academies, because they just bought, or I think they did like a new initiative where they more or less combined another academy or two down there. And they're going to say, we'll let them catch up. But in the short term, we're going to try and win and make sure we can get 
prove that we can belong in the league, and then the, eventually the academy will catch up. While Lexi fans are like, we're just going to fucking go for it right now. Yeah, because yeah, so they took a before, Brandon, you similar approaches to their academies, right? Like that both of them, they have huge academies in the area, like in Knoxville and in Lexington, that combined. And so like these, their systems are both massive now coming into this because Knoxville's doing the same exact thing in a sense of combining two academies in the local area to create the, the one Knox Academy. So you've got like two really massive academies that I think are going to be incredible for the long term for League One, just in terms of just like the growth of the league and things like that. Because up till now, we haven't really, outside of, you know, MLS, we haven't had anything like that. We've And there's been a lot of talk of, oh, you know, you know, is it, can we really do anything with young players? Can we attract young players to the league uh, when they could take a chance somewhere else? They could take a chance at an MLS two, two team and, and, you know, potentially get MLS spots. But now we've got these pathways or creating pathways. Um, and I think that's really exciting because, you know, can you even say people, that, can you even say that MLS is doing it well? Because you're not seeing that MLS two to MLS pathway really you're seeing just the academies because you have to have one you're seeing more people make the jump from usl championship to mls Mm -hmm. at this at this rate so that system that's being built um really cool i got to talk with the usl front office a little bit while i was in philly and they were just explaining that path line of like how do we get you all of the tiers so that it makes sense for you to operate long term and you can see it with well really South Georgia Tormenta is the it's like the model right you don't get you don't you like USL is not sustainable without that model of you of, of yeah. Tormenta so does Lexington I think Lexington is doing it the South Georgia way uh, and Knoxville's doing it the NCFC way, and eventually someone's going to have to figure out which is going to be the best way to get all of these teams into a really good structure of making everything fit and getting those academies to be as big as possible because that's that's truly going to be our future in the next five or ten years. Yeah. And it's interesting, though, because if you look at – the three recent USL League One to some form of MLS in terms of Ethan Bryant, Eric Leonard, and Ryan Jiba, none of them are from teams that have really academies. Like Richmond's probably the closest that had something, but like Fort Madison doesn't have an academy. Omaha doesn't have an academy. They're, it's stuff that like, or like fleshed out one. So it's interesting that while you see like that pathway, it's still also the well, we have these clubs that have like talented players that are going to go over to this MLS X Pro and then maybe shoot up to the MLS. So there's like, there's now like two or three different routes. Like there's the go straight up through USL to MLS, or there's this go to USL League One career over to MLS X Pro and maybe go for there. Or in Gina's case, just go straight to MLS. Well, I mean, it's going to be interesting either way how you look at it. So, fans, let us know. Like, what, what approach do you think you you would rather have your club do? Would you rather take the one Knox approach or the Lexington approach to it? So, it's interesting either way. Um, All right, next team. Let's talk about it. I think uh, – let's talk about Greenville. 
Greenville got some interest, interesting things going on. Got a new stadium. Um, they're playing at Foreman's College. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Furman, um, yeah, Furman's football stadium. Yeah. As far as transfers go, we I, I haven't. I don't know if you guys have seen the same, but I haven't seen a lot from them. What do you think is going on in Greenville? Is, is it going to be a shakeup down there or not? Like, what do you think is going to happen? I think. I mean. Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard. Because it's not like they're running. I mean, it it's always a hard loss of Jake Keegan. Right. And Paul Christensen deciding, I'm going to be a pastor. Yes. Bye. I don't know. Like. I don't think they're fully running it back with their core, but I mean, they kept a good amount of their core, though. Like, if you look at who they brought back, it was most of the main contributors from last year. But look how long it took for them to announce that. Well, that's and that's where I think things are starting to like. This is probably where the okay, we got to get some young players in here because we have this group that is old or has a lot of mileage. And we got to figure out, like, how many of these guys we really want to keep. And I think it was notable where with Christian, I mean, Keegan and Christian, both those were announced early. So it was like, okay, we know they're not coming back. And then it was just a big gap of we don't know what the hell Greenville's doing. And Greenville's like, okay, here's the guys that were returning. And then nothing again. And I don't know if this is just more of a they're still working things out and it's just getting things, like, finalized uh, or – I'm sure they have a plan, but also did Greenville see what everyone else did first, and then they're going to be like, okay, this is what they're doing. This is how we counter it. Yeah. We'll let Brandon decide. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a great question. I am really excited about the Tevin Shaw signing, though. I, I think I, I think I said that a couple weeks ago. I'm, I'm hyped about that. That's going to be huge for uh, our defense. I think that was a... We were really good at getting the ball forward last year, but we had a pretty hard time protecting our back line. And so I think having him in the lineup this next year would be, would be awesome. I mean, there's a noticeable amount of FC Tucson players out there on the market that could go to any U.S. League one club and do a job. There's a, there's a couple that, that are big. Chattanooga's having a fire sale if you need one. Need a couple. I'm surprised Chattanooga hasn't called um, Tucson players and be like, hey, come over here. We have we, no competition for playing time. Literally, you could start right now. Probably so. Okay, let, let's talk about Chattanooga because we we haven't really dived into that since we um since we were on break and everything. New head coach, um, a lot of players are leaving. If you're a Chattanooga Red Wolf fan right now, like how nervous are you about the start of the season? I mean, you don't have to be a fan anymore. You can literally go on the field. I I don't know how I I think the biggest thing for Chattanooga wasn't necessarily all the players you lost, which was a blow. But it seems as though who you're bringing in, it's not anything that has raised eyebrows. Like I know today they announced Christian Enriquez, who didn't get much playing time in Madison, and it's like okay. Are they really expecting them to like be like a starter, or is he just a squad? Like that's the thing that I would be worried about. It's like okay, you're bringing in a guy like Christian Riquez, who's okay, but he was kind of a squad player, not really a fo- main focal point of a not great Madison team the last two years. 
Yeah. I mean, that, at I this point, you're a starter part. until <laughs> you're you're a starter until you until someone replaces you. Right now, they have no one to replace him. Right, but it's just I mean, it's like other than Espinoza, like Espinoza and Lombardi were probably the two that they return. It's like okay, cool, great, that's good for them. And then after that's like a. I don't. I I would be concerned, just because we are now what mid January, the season starts in two months, and you got a whole lot of question marks. Yeah, I mean, also it kind of seems like they got a late start with the head coaching hire, Brandon's gone again, <laughs> with the head coaching coming in, and it's kind of just like I don't know. It's kind of like this isn't going to be the. Chattanooga that we see in the face, that five, that high intensity, get after it, run, blitzy, blitzy, blitzy. It's not going to be that same Chattanooga. Like I'm, I'm interested to see how they play on the field, just because it's going to be a different perspective. You understand? Yeah, I would be worried though. If I was a Chattanooga fan, like we were saying, they should be worried after like the League One day one. Yeah, and I well, think the concern is growing. Yeah. Well, another team I think that she could be concerned is Central Valley Fuego. You know, just a lot of the uncertainty that's swirling around that club right now. I mean, from what last we remember, the stadium was still incomplete. The supporters weren't happy about the prices of things. Players seem very unhappy to leave because the first player to leave was Michael Hornsby. He comes over to Richmond. Chaney leaves. He goes. You know, if you're Fuego, man, like, you got to be a little concerned. I got a better question. If you're, which one would you be more concerned? Which fan base should be more concerned? Fuego or Noco? Fuego, 100%. Fuego, I think Noco. And I'll explain, like, Noco, I would be more concerned. I mean, the thing with Fuego as well is they don't have anyone. They don't, when you go to the roster page, there's nothing there. (laughs) I mean, they didn't, they didn't tweet their schedule. You go to the roster, nothing's there. I don't know what I mean. I feel like Fuego's just more of a. Look, we saw this last year. Like it took them a while to like announce players and announce like a camp. Like I feel like Fuego just goes on the. Fuck it, we'll get to it eventually. Yeah. Because if you go on Fuego's website, the schedule is there. Yeah. yeah, but we also know that Fuego wasn't very good at the social cues last year, anyway. Right. So, I mean, no. If, you, if you're if you're thinking about it, yeah. If I'm no call, I'm a little bit more concerned just because of you have everything in place. You have the head coach in place. You have your key signing. You don't. You haven't announced any other signings back. You have a lot of players left. That granted, we haven't seen a lot of players leave to other clubs yet. So that's kind of like like maybe they've signed them. You just haven't announced them yet. Um. I think the biggest thing that's running around Noco is just the stadium, really. But if you look at Fuego, it's kind of like the same thing there. I was gonna say, isn't it the same for both? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like though with Noco, it's like they already have a late home opener again because stadium well, the, questions. Well, I think it's more might be, but I think it's also like weather. And when I kind of like with Madison and y'all, like I think I had it maybe what two or three years ago. We all had like that late home opener. Oh yeah, because I was also trying to figure out if they were gonna play in Madison. Yeah, it was kind of like with the COVID and everything. Like we weren't even yeah. sure 
if they're going to be allowed to play in Madison. But with no codes, like, we have no idea what the hell's going out the stadium. Yeah. Again. So, yeah. So, yeah, Nelco fans, hit us up. Let us know what's going on with the stadium. Um, we're interested to know. Definitely interested to know what's going on there. Um, definitely, because also Ivan Parra has tweeted, um, where's the rest of my teammates at? Like, I feel like it's like the Will Smith meme of him just walking in the room with his hands in his pocket. Like, Damn. <laughs> Here we go again. Look, I'm not saying I wouldn't want to piss off my best player. But I'm saying uh, NCFC spending a lot of money, and we we'll we'll take you. shoot a shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really I like that. Um, Charlotte Independence, y'all. Quick thing about Charlotte Independence that I found out: they have the longest home stretch. They have two game, two stretches of three games at home, and they also have the longest road stretch. They have a stretch, two stretches of three games on the road this year. So. What a random stat to know. (laughs) I was like doing research to get prepared for the show. I'm trying to be better. Um, But so far for for them, for Charlotte Independence, we kind of see what happened at the end of last year, the controversial ending and finger quotes, South Georgia Tormenta. What are we looking looking at for this team so far? And how do they take that next step? Do they, you do score they have four, players are right going now. to try and score five. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> Still? Uh, they have no keeper. Uh, they have no and keeper. I, and they, I doubt they not brought they back a six. I mean, and they also have that lawsuit happening right now. They have a lawsuit. Right, yeah. Let's pause there. Let's talk about this lawsuit because that's what we need to talk about. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'll let you guys break it down better because you guys have a better understanding of what I do. So I'll allow one of y'all to, to break it down. The long story short of it is when Charlotte decided to drop down to League One, there was a player whose contract basically was not fulfilled. And Charlotte was trying to use them them dropping down to kind of explain why they weren't they either couldn't pay him. They couldn't pay him. Yeah. And the player's like, okay, but you still owe me my fucking money. So that's the long story short is Charlotte dropped down, decided for at least one of the players, we're not going to pay you. And the player is saying, pay me. He is turning full Rihanna. Pay me what you owe me. Essentially, they didn't buy his contract out from mm-hmm. the from the league, from the championship contract to restructure it for League One. So he's like, you owe me. And they're like, but no. And he's like, uh, bitch, you thought. So, <laughs> I mean, if you weren't going to, in good faith, restructure that contract so that it he got all of his money, but it was over a longer period of time so that you could afford it, you kind of fucked up. Or come to some agreement. So, <laughs> even, if, even, if the pl- even if they had said, look, hey, we can't pay you the full thing. Can we work something out to pay you as much as we can, or we can do X, like here's some other things X Y Z whatever. And yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Is Charlotte is just cheaping out, which again doesn't surprise me. But I'm this is interesting because I don't think I can't remember a whole players association suing a team. I mean, it's always a first or something. 
I mean, power to the players because they're like, no, you owe him, pay him. And right. Charlotte is saying that they essentially have done their part and they have paid him enough money. And he's like, no, enough to you, but I'm still owed. This is like Barca, but like the USA version. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so we'll definitely keep an eye on that um, as the story progresses and whatnot and get to know more about it. Um, I think, but I think this does factor into the fact that the longer they let this play out and they don't come to an agreement, the harder it is, the harder it's going to be for them to sign players moving forward. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, even so, though like national coverage isn't talked about, it, I'm pretty sure there are the conversations amongst agents like, hey, look, if you go there, just know. Well, agents and other players. Like the players talk to each like especially in this level, players talk to each other, coaches talk to each other. Like everyone's aware now. And it, it's going to be interesting because I think it's one of those where do you take this gamble? Like it again, it's kind of like a Chattanooga. You can play. You might not get paid, but you will probably play at this rate. And that's gonna be like the decision that some of these players are gonna have to make. Like I'm taking this. It's like when you go overseas. If you're an if you're a basketball player and you go overseas, it's like, well, you might not get paid. If you're playing in Eastern Europe, you might not get paid, but you're playing. Oh, it is 2023. We are past playing for exposure. Like, I'm not, I'm say I agree. Get your money, but there are definitely some players that are going to do it to get the exposure that they need and to get the fuck out as soon as they can. Yeah, and I mean also like I don't know how much. Charlotte, Charlotte Independence is going to be able to rely on Charlotte FC players coming because now Charlotte FC has set up their own MLS2 Academy. So that's going to be a hindrance. Which is also wild. That's also wild because their MLS2 Academy was supposed to be Charlotte Independence. Yeah. Yep. Nice. So essentially, all of Charlotte has said, fuck you. And now they're now they're stranded. Yeah. They'll we'll find see, they'll they'll, they'll build out a roster. It just again, they're gonna have to score five or six goals a game yeah. to have a chance. Maybe it'll be another thing of last year where literally a week before the season, here's our roster. <laughs> I, I mean the players they brought back, again, very good attacking players. Mbuya's back, Bennett's back, Abar's back, Omar Cease is back. Like that's not a bad attacking core to bring back at least. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. So but we'll they have see. no we'll... keeper. Yeah, no keeper. No keeper. Zay House is probably gone. Um, yeah. Ev, let's hop on talk about your team, NCFC. They brought in some noticeable players, pretty much Chattanooga Red Wolves 2.0, stole Mikey Maldonado from Ford Madison, and also y'all decided to pay Shaq Adams and say, like, sir, you are not that level of championship. Stay here. This is your level. This is your round. Stay here. Yeah. We we will also be playing a game of you score four, we'll score five. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I mean, they've added a lot of really good talent um, from around the league and even like some – like they just added the new goalkeeper from Indy 11. Yeah. Tor. Yeah. Yes. So – who knows? If we don't have at least five or six players in the Golden Boot race, I don't want it. 
So, Ab, let me ask you this: Is your head coach the the coach with the hot the hottest seat right now? Mm. And the, and the reason why I ask it is because as an outside fan looking in, we're talking about a team that last year we hyped up as a team that could be in the playoff race. They should have been the players with the amount of money spent in certain positions that y'all needed. So we didn't really spend that much money last year. We were still one of the lowest budgeted teams last year. This year, we we went out and spent some money. Um, so, and again, I think I mean I spoke on it. It's we started really well, but I think the inexperience kind of reared his head at the end there with like the injuries and coming back from that and you know just not having that guy that can be there to you know guide these players because Pekka's great and all but he's not the vocal person you're looking for to lead a locker room right where's my Austin where's my Connor Tobin where is my Stephen Miller I think you get that with like Maldonado, so I think you're gonna see these players like grind it out a little bit more. We'll see. Rafa's there now. We got, you know, we Shaq. I think because he is here permanently, he's gonna get some chances to like really lead a locker room. Even though, you know, I think we're starting to see a roster build that is going to hopefully get them past the midseason. And into what is hopefully the playoffs. I would say Bradford's probably if I had to power rank coaches on the hot seat, Bradford's probably in the top three. I wouldn't put him at number one. I think that still goes to Hart. I am. I, I wouldn't put him. I'd put him two or three. I don't. I wouldn't put him at number one, but definitely no. like second or third. I'm so, okay, okay with that. Who's the number one then? Because I I, I said Hart. I don't put Hearts as one. Hearts, well, has would, enough, well, Hearts has enough longevity at Greenville to where he's brought to a championship. He's been in the playoffs every single year. Literally, his la- his worst year was his last year, and he still I, got you what a home playoff by Bradford. On the other hand, I'd say Fuego by, Fuego's coach is one. Glazer um, two. Bradford three. The only reason I put the only reason I put Hearts at one is because you need your bet to come true. (laughs) I do, I do. Uh, (laughs) I will stick by that every single year. Um, (laughs) um, I'm going. Here's the reason why I'm going to say Fuego's coach because if anything goes wrong, who's the first that's going to catch? The axe. If something goes wrong, who's going to be the one that everyone points to and says this is the problem? It's the coach. But more can go wrong. So why would you? Oh, more can go wrong. But I'm just saying, like, when shit's going to go bad, and with especially with losing the players that they did, I could see this being a long season for Fuego, and that would be. And they've already rotated. They had three coaches last year. I mean, yeah, yeah. So Yogi, I think. For a fan standpoint, yes, Bradford. But as a front office, I think you're giving him at least another season because he didn't have the budget he had last year. This is his first if it, year. But if NCFC like finishes last, he's, he's going to go. Like they can't, they can't finish. I, don't think last. I think if he missed the playoff again, I think. He's 
You can't miss the playoffs. That three years. Yes, I can. I've done it. We've done. I've done it with. (laughs) Yes, I can. (laughs) (laughs) What I was going to say is, I don't think missing the playoffs would be that awful for Bradford at NCFC. Just be, and I think it depends on the manner that they miss the playoffs. Carlin Clark did it faithfully for his entire tenure, except for like one season. <laughs> and he was the head coach until traffic out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I look. I have Bradford leaning towards. He got the hottest seat. No, I'm not going that far. I, I put him. I put Ford Madison, and I put. Fort Madison has a new coach every season. That doesn't count. Hey, hey, no, no. We are going second straight year with Glazer, all right? We're good. <laughs> yeah, I, I go with Bradford, Glazer. In, uh... I'll go Greenville, Fuego, NoCo. Greenville, Fuego, NCFC, NoCo. I don't know about I don't know. I, I, see, I can't throw. I, I don't feel. I don't think I can throw them in there. I, I can't throw Zaid in there yet until they get a team. If they yeah. get a team, and I will I think Zaid, properly rate it. I think Zaid is also safe because of the run at the end. Where you got, like you got close. Like you're right there. Fuego they missed out by the win. Yeah, Fuego was kind of teetering in and out. Yeah, no, um, it's Vasquez, Glazer, see, Bradford. I am on a vibe-based economy, and Kaler has it right. Who needs wins when you have goal of the week every week, okay? We have no defense. We are just scoring six goals and hoping for the best. We'll see. We definitely are hoping for the best out there. Well, um, I would love to I would love to know that feeling of scoring goals, okay? Well, hey, you know what? Let's leave it out there to the fans. Fans, let us tell us like who what coach right now is on the hot seat. I, we all got three different opinions here. We see it from all three different angles. Let us know. Who do you think is on the hot seat right now walking into 2023? Who might need to look for a real estate agent by the end of 2023? <laughs> well, Hart should look for a real estate agent for the eventual move to MLS. Sir, every move you try to push this man to got locked up. We have, we, we're have we moving him up the Atlantic. <laughs> We were. It's, I mean, we were DC's done. <laughs> we were low people. Look, man. Rooney, we don't know about Rooney. Okay, give Rooney like three months, and we'll see. Okay, like, Rooney's going to be the coach at Everton once they get relegated. <laughs> it's going to happen. Actually, oh, no. Everton's getting Actually. relegated. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah true. Oh, I mean, the whole the whole city, happen. the whole the whole Scouser city is is down bad. Yeah, it's in the flames. It's in the flames. Hey, Liverpool won the FA Cup at least, so not all is lost. It's still not pretty, but yeah, <laughs> I didn't say it was good. I just said it's not as bad. <laughs> it's better than it was a week ago. <laughs> um, all right, Fort Madison. <laughs> I think the last thing we got to talk about, guys, is of course Union Omaha. Um, his team, Jay Mims, left December sixteenth. They hired their head coach literally what this past week. Union Omaha, Union Omaha fans still find a way how to complain about it. Um, they signed they signed a New Jersey sponsor with Hummel, making them eventually Ford Madison 2.0, but just in black and bolts. And yeah, that's not a real color. 
It's not. It's just electric yellow. Um, we don't know where Mims. I think Mims take a scouting job. Did he? I think he did. Last we heard from Chuck, I'm not 100. Look, that man dipped hard. He dipped. That man saw that Christmas boat. It was like. But also, I mean, I think you can see it kind of in the end of last year. Like Mims got them to. I think he got them to the peak. Like you had that huge U.S. Open Cup run. You got a team that was struggling defensively, had a massive amount of injury. You still got them into the playoffs. You just came off of winning USL League One last year with a probably the second best team ever in USL League One history. I mean, which more was there for him to accomplish there? Is he is he gonna well, I mean, it's like, he just gonna dip? He, he, he just dipped. He just yeah. dipped. Like, and the thing is, it's the timing that was always the weirdest part. Because <clears throat> you would think if he didn't want to come back, he would have said that like at the beginning of the offseason. But the fact that it was he- just like two months after the season ended, and you've already started building this roster, and then it's like, okay, I'm actually leaving. Bye. Deion Sanders said, oh shit, look at that. Uh, but to Kayla answer your question, no, they still have uh, Zaid. I don't see anything that says he's left, by the way. To answer your question about did they get a new coach? No, no coach. Um, I think there's a tweet where the assistant coach left NoCo. But Mims doesn't even have one NoCo to be an assistant. I mean, it's look, it's, it's going, it's going to be interesting there in New York because so far, um, if you go to Transfer Mark, <clears throat> you see who's. I mean, I really can't say who's back. I don't think anyone's back yet. No, they they had an initial um, knew who's back. Um, <clears throat> Mesa's back. I think Giovanni Willis came back. Dion came. I just want you to know. I went through all those transfers on a transfer market, and there was like none for several. Teams. Yeah, no, like Omaha brought back a core of players, but here's my bigger concern with Omaha, and it's. More with the new coach, which again, I don't know. I did not know who this was. So I'm not going to act like this is a bad hire. It sounds like it seemed like it was a solid hire. Seems like a guy that knows lower league soccer at least. But starting this late and trying to get your roster built and trying to have guys that you want, that's going to be a lot tougher for him now because you're again two months from your home opener, season opener. And I think it's going to be a lot of mad dash trying to put everything together at the last minute. And does he have the players that he wants to make whatever tactic he wants work? Yeah. And it's the same I mean, with Chattanooga. Like, yeah. trying to get a coach – when you get a coach late, you're playing catch-up with everyone else. Yeah. And, I mean, I I hate to say it, but that's not only what happened with Ford Madison. You guys hired your coach late and kind of was playing catch-up. You know, you're kind yeah. of playing behind the eight ball. Um, and I – you know, honestly, I think about it now. That's enough. He's a coach in the hot seat there. You know, Omar, more from the fans' perspective, because you got Jay Mims leaving, who's kind of like this local legend, and brought success two years in a row, well, really three years in a row. You come into that, and we know how volatile you all, you know, all fans can be. They can, you know, they can turn quickly, and you don't get a string of results there. If you turn, well, what's players, the saying? You never want to be the guy. You never want to replace the guy. You never want to replace the legend. You always want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaced the guy. Yeah. So this coach, he's he's gonna get like eight games. 
And if he doesn't figure it out, oh, he's done. Oh, no. If Omaha loses that first game to Madison, hot seat. Number one oh, on the hot seat. Woo! Those fans are going to they're gonna have torches ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if Omaha loses to Madison in their home opener, nope. It, uh-uh. <clears throat> so, look. So, their first mm, five games. We're going to talk about this schedule a little bit. But we're going we're gonna to talk about it. Their first five games. Madison. You got Knox on the road. Central Valley on the road. Yeah. Um, North Carolina at home, Charlotte. If you don't walk out of that with at least three wins for you, Omaha fans. It, oh, is it over? Oh no, it's not over. Like but that? just know they go into the they're going to the they're going to the local grocery store and getting some tiki torches. <laughs> like they might start barbecuing soon. Damn. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be hot. They're gonna be barbecuing something more to corn. Um, but I, I think that's the majority of all the transfers that I have. Obviously, there's going to be more transfers that happen over the course um, to the starting date. But those are the main ones that kind of caught our attention. I don't know. Something about I, um, <clears throat> Guys, let's also talk about the schedule that dropped. 32-game schedule. Um I got some clarity from Matt Myers, my good co-host of River City 93, about why it's 32 and not 33. And basically it comes down that every team has an equal number of home games, equal number of away games. Somewhere it's somewhere balanced. You know, there's a little bit of balance in there. Um, <clears throat> I personally would have loved to see 33 all around, but it is what it is. I'm going to ask you guys this. What are some of the noticeable games – not only for your club, but around the league, that you're like, all right, this is a game I know I gotta watch. I think we were talking about it. Um, we had chatted I'm, about it. Yeah, my my one is gonna be Knoxville versus South Georgia Tormenta. That could be that's the battle of 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 two academies, right? That'll be fun. I said Omaha Tormenta. Late, in the, they play late in the season in October, and that is that could have a lot of implications. Whether it's for playoffs, whether it's for home field, whether it's the ones like that will be an interesting approach. And this was, and I think a lot of it is just going to be torment. Both teams brought back a core of guys, but Tormenta's core won them a title, and Omaha's core, a good chunk of them, were part of that title winning team, and it'll be. It's just going to be interesting to see how that, especially how the season shakes up. That again, that just has so much implications that it's going to be huge. And I think the other thing I said was Knoxville Greenville, just because it's kind of like the young, it's like the new. We're going to spend all this money against the OG. Yeah. Um. So a few that I got on my list are I got Richmond versus Tormenta. Um. What is it? April 29th. So you got the regular season champs versus. The U.S. League One playoff champions. Um, I also have what is it? I had it pulled up here. Um, For Twitter purposes, Lexington Knoxville will be fun. Yes, that will be fun. Uh, July twenty sixth, Kyle. This is going to be a good game because Tormenta comes up to Fort Madison, and do you know who comes back? Cassini. I know he makes his return to Madison. And this is a guy who, 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 who 
when Zixi even left, made it seem like he was retired. He is done. He's gonna go take care of them kids. And their tormentor was like, "You like money? Come on down. It'll it'll definitely be interesting." I like the I Smoky mean, Mountain Derby. That's a funny name. The Sad Boys versus this is for this is for all of Tennessee. Yeah. Chattanooga versus one knots. That's gonna be a fun one. Um, another good one is gonna be that May twenty, March twenty fifth game, Greenville versus Richmond. That's always a fun game. Um, Charlotte versus North Carolina, April eighth. That's gonna be a good game. And also the the whole the opener, North Carolina versus Tormenta on a Friday night. Yeah, we might have to yeah. do a special US. We might have to do a special show for that game. Man, that's a five o'clock kickoff on a Friday. Like we don't have work. <laughs> yeah, y'all bugger. Okay, I got, no, get, I have I got bills game. to pay. It's going to be the is this the end of the road match? Fuego gets no co. Uh, the fire are we exist. Are we gonna exist at the end? I don't know. <laughs> well, much like their condoms, you know, you only use it once, and then after that, you can't do it anymore. <laughs> Kayla said, <laughs> I love that. Charlotte versus USLPA. That's gonna be an amazing one. I agree. The the that's real the real one Omaha fans. That's a, that's always a good one. Yeah. The real the real game is definitely gonna be the Juneteenth Henny Derby in Richmond this year. Special episode? Our first oh, in person show? That's gonna be an amazing. I'll be there. Oh yeah, our, our first in-person show. We might actually because <laughs> that's a lot of henny all at once. And you it needs to be no. That needs to be coming. Friday. That needs to be on Friday. That cannot be on Saturday <laughs> during the day. That cannot be the Sunday morning. It's got to be Friday. That's going to be the time that we are. It's got to be that Friday night. Hey, folks! More details you to know. come. <laughs> you you know you know the crowd is coming, and you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a special. We might get the cops called on us, <laughs> and that's why and that's why it's gotta be the Friday. We gotta if we're gonna do the show, it's gotta be as early as possible because there's no guarantee <laughs> the state that anyone will be in after. We're after all that. about to be drinking Henny and Red Bulls from eight a.m. from eight a.m. Saturday to eight a.m. Sunday. <laughs> and no, 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 eight to noon. Coffee and henny. Gotta... See, you you think it's small. You thinking small. You gotta go think big. It's small. I'm thinking I need to get at least to noon. You're gonna put Red Bull and henny in my system. So yes. I, I I have made a pledge to myself that I will not drink Hennessy until we get the trophy back. So I've made that pledge to myself. <laughs> I will drink anything else. I've made I that will not touch anything want. until we get the coffee back. Can't relate. Okay. You got to okay. get it back. I got to get it back. It was fun celebrating the regular season title in Madison, but it sucked sending that trophy. Kind of, kind I'm of not going to lie. Walking around that trophy that whole night, <laughs> what game? <laughs> it's like a shield. It's like, fuck it, whatever. What game? <laughs> Oh, four massive loss. Oh, okay, cool. I have the Henny Derby trophy, and I'm multiple drinks in. 
was great. Tyler, time. yes, you're driving up to Richmond. Yes. You're driving yeah. up to Richmond. Yes. No, we're going to invite the Cooligans out. We're going to invite Total Soccer Show out. We're going to have a live show. And we're going to be protagonists. You got to roll through Shea Butter, the Two Cents fam, Gino, everybody. Nothing like it. Oh, Gino said he's coming, so. Everybody. I need everybody to pull up in Richmond. They're just going to have to call the cops a couple times. If there's one game a month that they put on big ESPN, that's the game you need to put on. They're not even showing the game. They're showing the stands. They're just like, what's happening over there? Is that a step show? Do we have (laughs) drum lines? Is that it? What is this? Oh. Like, it is the 35th minute. Why are they all... Right. Why is there a watermelon? Fl- oh no, not the watermelon again. Nope. Oh, Man, I'll tell you, it's gonna be dope. It's gonna be dope. Yeah, um, so th- I mean, that's mainly part of the schedule. Schedule kind of runs the same as it did last year, March to mid October. Uh, playoffs are still the same. Nothing's changed there. If you guys could right now, I think let's let's do it. Whatever. Let's kind of rank. Do our first power rankings. Our way too early power rankings. Okay. So where do we want to start? Do we want to start at the end and work our way up, or do we want to start at the top and work our way down? Let, let's start at the end. All right. Let's start at the end. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna record this. I'm gonna make sure this year we're gonna keep track of how we did do the power rankings. Cool. That, that is- works. Let's do this and let's tweet it out there and make sure that we're all consistent on it. Okay. All right. Hold us accountable. Okay. <laughs> we'll try. At number 11, I think we are all fair in saying that it is Noko. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So Noko's 11. Well, no, 12. 11, uh, Fuego. Yes. You look a little confused, Kyle. What you got? I'm trying to decide between three teams. It, I'm thinking between Charlotte, Fuego, and Lexington. I ooh. I just don't Lexington. I just don't know. And make sure. I mean, like, there's definitely good local work being done for Lexington. So anyone that follows Tyler Crane or at Crane Kicks Lex, follow him. He's got all the deep dive info on these players. That still doesn't help me know, like, to what extent. So I'm trying to decide between Lexington, um, Fuego, and Charlotte. So, I mean, those three are interchangeable, though. I have Lexington at seven right now. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with Lexington at seven? With Fuego, who we got? Fuego, and I, they're up there. They're not like playoff potential, but they're up there. I put them like in between seven and nine right now, based on who they have. Like, I can't put a team in front of them who literally doesn't have anyone. I mean, Noko, Fuego, Charlotte, interchangeable between. Are we all in agreement that Noko's last? Yes. Yeah. Noko's okay. last. Fuego is eleven. Well, Charlotte's ten. There you go. That's easy in itself. Sure. I mean, I, honestly, any of those three you can interchange and it'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to do Noco, then Fuego, then Charlotte. Yeah. Works for me. All right. Um, all right. 
So you got that. I think we'll be working on nine. Yeah. yeah number nine. Give me Chattanooga. This is where I would have put Lexington. Mm, okay. As much as Chattanooga has lost, they still kept some, some quality. I slightly lean Lexington just because, again, unknown, which which does play in their favor as well. But okay, I'll, I'll keep Chattanooga nine, but I'm, I'm cool with with that. Uh, what we got now? Eight. Well, that could be Chattanooga. It's Chattanooga. We not gonna put you in Omaha. No, I'm giving seven to Omaha. See, okay, that's why I have Lexington at seven. Just right now, just right now, like I can't. It's hard for me to put a team in front of a, in front of a team that has players right now. <laughs> like you know, like we just talked made the case for you, Omaha. Why you should be a little bit concerned because you just got your head coach in this week. You're already laying on raccoon trail. Kind of hard but to Union Omaha. What Union Omaha brought back gives me more confidence than what Lexington might bring in and what Chattanooga has brought in. That's the only reason why I have Omaha ahead. Because at okay. least the players they brought back, I have more faith in. I mean, if I'm sticking to the enough, big, I haven't big fully looked at who Union Omaha has brought back, so that's fair. I understand. I'm, okay, I'm cool with that. New who? New who's back. That's huge. Right there. Yeah, okay. That's big. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm cool with that. Okay. So, right. just to go over it again, we had NoCo. Fuego, uh, was it Chattanooga? Oh, Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte, Lexington, Chat. Oh, Chat. you know who I forgot? Union Omaha, right? I forgot Tucson. Tucson not in the lead. Oh, shit, that's right. They, yeah, Tucson is last. <laughs> Tucson will always be gone. I was like, not Tucson. That's why they're not even here anymore. Oh, God damn it. God damn it, <laughs> Damn it. I get that it happened a long time ago. But no, no. Tucson oh. in the middle of the season was just like, hey, bro, we just gonna play the year. Season <laughs> ended Saturday. Tucson made the announcement Sunday. <laughs> That's why. We talked, and I talked to John Perlman. I knew they had left. I knew they left. In my head, I was like, "Man, we're missing someone." (laughs) No, yeah, I'm pretty sure Tucson season ended Saturday. Come Monday morning, the announcement went out, and then Perlman was telling us all the information like Tuesday. (laughs) That Jane was so hilarious because it literally was like game ended. He put out the tweet. We all woke up to it. It was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what is this? And that was like the team that we were all just like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, we expect them to come back. Like, they have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, we all was like, all right, you know, it was just a fucked up year. Like, it's cool. Like, y'all be back. It was like, no. Oh, we are in financial struggles right now. Like, we figured, okay, probably might not coach again, but they'll be back. They just might have a different coach. Yeah. They, they, that's what we figured. All right. Okay. Sound over the list because I'm messing up. All right. So the list, so I'm no call at the bottom. No call at the bottom. Fuego, Charlotte, Lexington, Chattanooga, Omaha. Eight, so now we're at. Seven. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm we're at, at six. We are at six. Okay. So six. Greenville? Right now, 
Give me Greenville right now. Give me Greenville uh, right now. I'll take Greenville at six. I said same thing. Yeah, just the un- really I'm putting them at six because the stadium, the roster. I'm interested to see how they build the roster out if they're going to go a little bit younger. I'm interested to see how that builds out. I mean, you could also put Knoxville here, but. Knoxville, I'm leaning a little bit. I'm I'm surprised where I got Knoxville at right now. If it's in the same place I have them, I'm not surprised. I'm curious where you have it. Anyway, okay. So now we're up five. So, so wait, wait, five. hold on. Before we go, are we agreeing Greenville at six? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Five. Who do we have there? I have NCF. NCF. Same. Okay. I had Knoxville. Yeah, Knoxville five. I have NCF at five. Uh, I'm just putting MCFC at five. It's between them and Knoxville. Like it's, yeah. I can be convinced either way. So, All right. four. I have Madison. I had MCFC, but I, I had NCFC and Madison interchangeable because I had Knoxville at three. I had Knoxville at two. <laughs> <laughs> just, just based off, and I, like I said, I we're all looking at this different. I'm just looking at the initial roster, like who is there. And so, like, I've been, I ain't gonna lie, man, I've been low key impressed by Knoxville's roster. They like, have a very impressive roster. I'm not arguing that at I, all. Like, look, the defense is really, really good. I think the defense is going to be one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to play. I don't know that. We we haven't seen any footage. There's been no preseason talk whatsoever. My I, concern I is if Illich doesn't score, who will? And I know Brandon was very high on Volinkle. I just I guess Keegan. if they continue if they do the cardio club um CEO, I'm not, I have less faith. <laughs> If they play Volinkle and Illich and they and those two in particular, those are the ones that I think are going to make or break Knoxville's attack. If they play well, Knoxville's <laughs> going to go really far. Knoxville's defense is very impressive to me so far. Yeah. It might yeah, be second. It might be the second best defense. Yeah, I have Richmond three, um, just because you brought you, you. I mean, you brought the quarterback. You brought Neil back. You brought Emmy Akira. <laughs> Dakota, Ani. Which is Zaka. why I'm surprised you put them at three and not two. I had them at two. I had them at yeah, two. I had Richmond at two. And I had. My concern, my concern really is, is just like depth. There's no noticeable depth yet. And I, I granted, once again, we're talking about just initial signs. Like just initial signs. You know, really, I can be, you know what? Honestly, let me rearrange that. Because now. Um, yeah, I'll put Tormenta three, Knoxville two, Richmond one. Ow. There we go. There we go. Okay. And look, once again, this is no shade to Tormenta. Like, they brought in key parts, but you also lost key parts. You get what I'm saying? Like, Richmond has two, but you, from what I've seen, it's only been Kaziah Sterling back, Kingsford. Like, they're still, like, who's going to be the goalkeeper? You've lost, you know, center backs has retired. You know, I think all three center backs has left. Correct? Am I correct in saying that? 
Uh, uh, double check to make sure. No. Yeah, I'm double checking. Because I, I really feel like all three center backs have. No, Dang, it says Dangler. I thought, no, it looks. Hold on. It says Dangler's still there. So this this is it for Termenta. So far, Cassini has come in. Moccasin has come in from the Thunder and Herd. Elijah Amano. But they've lost Thorn Green. Uh, let's see. Cabral has left. Phelps has left. Bill Hart went to Detroit. So, you know, a lot of guys without a club right now. You know, Eckenroda has retired. Um, which, by the way, Eckenroda correction you, man. I know he just got a job up in the front office with them. Um, I can't remember the exact role, but congrats to him. His brother played for Richmond as well. Um, so, yeah, like that's – like you brought back key parts, but you've also lost them. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I put Tormenta 3. I put Knoxville 1 because it was impressive what they've done so but far. Richmond. They- they have they have the academy to pull from to be great, which is what they did anyway. Yeah. So no, they do. That's just- what I was going to say is they brought back a good enough core, and they always seem to have someone from their two team that will move up and shock us as well. Okay. See, I didn't know. Thank you. So like, there's. I didn't always, know. So like, I yes, they left. lose Every players. Turn. There we go. And Dingler is still Dingler is still there. Okay. And again, yeah. like we thought after Micheletto left, they were in trouble. <laughs> oh, no, we know Eckerode isn't a key part. Okay. It's just, so know, I guess cool we're trying to, to think. So we're down off. to the top three. So Madison, yeah. Richmond. One ounce. It's re- you can go either way with those three. Not Madison. In the top three, I, you threw that in there. <laughs> oh, that did. Did I say Madison? No, Kyle did. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to do top four, you can, you can any of those top four are interchangeable. No, they're not. <laughs> that is true I... with Tormenta. Because I'm not gonna lie, like I'm pretty sure all of us, we were all shocked to see. Kaziah Sterling come back because we all thought, like, oh, he's going to leave. Like, we were sure, like, he's gone. Oh, yeah. No, as of right now, I'm I would still put Tormenta one. Okay. I'll put Richmond two. And yes. one not still. Yes. I'm putting Madison at three. Of course. But you if are. we're doing it as a consensus, we can do Knoxville three, Madison four. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Knox. I'm fine with Madison at three and Knox at four. I'm cool with it. I can deal with that. All right, I, I can, can I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Yeah, again, that I feel like, yeah, t- like you guys said, top four is very interchangeable, and then you have this next tier where it's like NCFC is like there, and then you have like Greenville, Omaha, <clears throat> and then it's like every, and then Chattanooga, and everything else is like I don't know. Yeah, not yeah, it's probably, that's what it is. The top four, those top four teams are. Got a lot of their work done early. Now they're trying to build out the rest of the bench and whatever. Then you got Greenville, who's starting to – and North Carolina, who's starting to figure out, like, all right, let's finish out the 11. And then below that, you kind of got – the rest of the teams are kind of like, all right, I guess we'll start signing people. Maybe. This is the thing. Go off of that for, like, the League 2 coach um, thing. That's still 12 to 14 matches to manage. 
are there coaches out there that are actually coaching all season? What? Like, you, like um, I think I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be he's gonna coach solid twelve matches. The players are gonna be like, we're just gonna fucking do it for like four, and then the rest is just gonna be everybody else fucking up. I mean, we'll see. My team. It's, it's gonna be interesting to see how how one not supposed. I don't know. What we're hearing is just three in the back system. That's dangerous. About what that is never ideal so, to do. That's so dangerous, especially in this league where literally everyone is scoring. That well, was, and we had everyone some of the highest so scoring direct. games last season. Everyone yeah. playing so direct. Yeah. Playing direct does not work. Trying to defend with three in the back doesn't work with a direct style of play. Mm-mm. It does. It's it. You're going to get burned, and you're gonna. You're. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't recommend zero out of ten. Several. Notes. I, I've I've don't watched two years of three in the back. It's not fun. It doesn't go well. There were two six two games last year. Don't do it. <laughs> don't. <laughs> if all with the teams that play three in the back. <laughs> There was a 5-5, five, five, there was two six twos, there was a 7-1. <laughs> Most of those involved the team that played three in the back on the losing side, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I mean, I I will say this. Also, I'm very happy to see the we, – we have to do CBA coming, but I'm also very excited to see that a lot of players – that the level of play at USL League one has grown again, but also, like – Guys are not getting long-term deals. You know, it's no longer the short-term thinking of, okay, I'm here for a year, I'm here for 10 months, then I'm on to the next thing. It's like now you can you can plan for two years. You can probably stay in a place, you know, um, which is, you know, I, I take – I'm happy to see that with enrichment. It's like, you know, I'm I'm not thinking like – automatically thinking like enrichment is going to go out here and just gunshot the league. But it's also like, yo, we have a core that we've seen over the past two, three years. Now they're going into what year four of knowing each other, you know. So that's pretty cool to see. Well, Nazim Bartman said that back at the end of last year. He was like, the difference between a Richmond, a Greenville, and Omaha. Like the difference is those guys have played with each other. They the chemistry is so much higher because they play together and know how each, how they play. Yeah. And you're, and that's going to be the difference. That's why, yeah. Getting these two, three year contracts is going to be huge because you, you bring back these guys and they know how to play with each other. And it's just plug and play. You're just yeah. plugging in whatever gaps are there. That's going to be huge for, that's why I think with Greenville, I can see them doing well again because they brought back a core guys that know how to play with each other. Yeah. And do a good, and they do it well. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, essentially, it comes down to also when we talk about it, like in terms of transfers, like it's no longer like, oh, okay, I can just wait for the guy to run out his contract and decide I'm going to free. Obviously, you still see that, you know, because it's it's the matter of lower league soccer. It happens in England, right. it happens in Scotland, it happens in France. You know, guys sign one time deals, they want to show what they can do, and then eventually get moving to the next step. But for guys that are like, Either like I'm comfortable here, I want to play here, or I'm getting paid that you know long term money. If a team comes in and be like, "Yo, we want to say for instance, a team comes in and say, "Hey, we're gonna get Neil Vignoles. they're gonna have to pay a transfer fee 
to get him to break that contract. You know what I'm saying? And that only right. does good for the league because now it grows into another level. Where, Again, know, we just heart. saw with Omaha, they had a guy on contract. Minnesota decided to draft him. I still don't understand how the fuck that worked. Yeah, but no, that's just a great example of like they Omaha had it, and it's like you need to pay if you want this guy, and Minnesota paid, and yeah. that's gonna be huge for Omaha because that is a lot of money coming in that they can use either to build out whatever infrastructure they need, an academy, bring in players. They at least they have that money now, and that's huge. And I mean, we were talking about a $40,000 transfer being a big deal. And now it's like, we're getting to triple like six figures. Yeah. Same thing. Ethan Bryant going to sporty KC too. Is that, Oh, you know, not the same kind of money. I think it's like 75,000, but it's still six figures. But it's still like money. Lower. Yeah. It's still good money. Like that that's kind still of money, money that can... they, he, two years ago, he wouldn't have gotten that. Like Richmond would not have seen yeah. that money. No. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But you know, getting a hundred thousand for it. A kid, like a guy that won young player of the year, league, year in USL League One. Matter of fact, both of the guys that were in the race for Young Player of the Year have now moved on, which is really interesting cool to see. Wait, who was the other one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jim. Jim. It was him, Ethan Bryant, and Omar Cease. Yeah. We haven't heard from him, so we don't know where he's going. He came Uh, back? No, he's back in Charlotte. Oh, he came back? Okay. He came back. All right. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting to see that dynamic and what's going on there. Just you know, overall growth in the league is growing. Even even if you want to look at teams like a Charlotte or like um like a Fuego, you know, even though we had them rank low in our power rankings, it's still like guys are going there, playing well, and then getting that move on up to either like a Charlotte FC or Cheney getting his big money move to Fort Madison, you know. Like you yeah. you're starting to see that inner growth within the league and then multiple other leagues, which is good to see. Yeah, seventy-five. Yeah. yeah, it's at least worth three, three players on a minimum at Disney. Or you take that money and flip it into infrastructure. So okay, flip it into infrastructure. You know, like I'm pretty sure if Noco could really be like, all right, we gonna put Ivan Power in the market. You get what 60, 70, 80 grand. You take somewhere 40, around that. Yeah, you take forty thousand of that and put it in the stadium. You don't mean to tell me that don't help Noco like be settled. It could help them do something. It could help them stay at a place longer than two games. Yeah. Oh, and you asked where we get any transfer numbers from. Really, it comes from like transfer mark, and then you just try to ballpark it based on how much the guys were. The transfer market, or hopefully you have a source that might have a number. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Like, you try to just bookmark it. Like now, if you're like Ebony and saying somebody would leave worth a million dollars, you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> We're not listening to that. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're getting there. It's not that there isn't someone that's worth a million dollars. It's that who she thought was worth a million dollars was the problem. Who did she th- I can't remember who she thought was worth a million. Who was it? It was a what's his face? Um it was an NCFC player. I know that for sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, obviously, I'm always bet on my guys. Um, but who was it? But it wasn't even the right guy. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't Nick Holiday. I know that for sure. <laughs> um, he so, right now, now. <laughs> so right now, the most 
the the highest marked guy on transfer market in terms of market value because is Keziah Sterling with he's worth three hundred k. Trevor and Boo, you second. It was yeah worth one million dollars. Okay, uh, Sam Brotherton. I, I think I'm a closer at two fifty. So I was way off. Hold on, hold on. Sam Brotherton. Sam Brotherton is worth is third in the league for highest. I can show you right now. Hold on. Being a international healthier value. But again, we're. But here's the thing: transfer market doesn't follow. Minneapolis said Deba was only fifty. You're lying. There's no way he was only fifty. But that the thing with transfer market is they don't. I don't think they cover the league well enough to get the actual like a yeah. Because you think of Sterling, you're looking at Sterling's background. You're looking at what he, where he played, where he was. Like this is a guy that made an appearance in the Champions League that automatically inflates it. Sam Brotherton had played for the New Zealand national team that automatically inflates the number. It's no way how he is the eighth most right. expensive player in the league. It's no way. Right. Chef so is that it's eight. There's no way. No. It, and he's higher than Bologna's? Absolutely no way. But that's Absolutely what I'm trying. That's what I'm saying. Wrong. I'm not basing it off of that because no. <laughs> There's probably what two or three players that are actually I mean, feasibly also, could go a million. Yeah. It's crazy. There's not that many. It's crazy. So yeah, it's look. Oh, damn, trying. that's that's fucked. Juan Agadello <laughs> is still three hundred thousand. That's what I'm talking about. Ain't no, no. way. Wow. <laughs> Ain't no way. In 2015, <laughs> oh. maybe, maybe in 2015. Oh, site broke. Maybe FIFA 12. <laughs> now nah, FIFA 12, he was way too expensive. They they he was too young. They were boosting yeah. that number up. Hey, you're right, Kyle. Yeah, like some of them come from agents and whatnot. It, it, the hard thing is about lower league soccer, definitely here in America, is like it's hard to figure out how much players are earning and transfers. Like you always see, yeah, we have sold this player for beep <laughs> for an undisclosed fee that is the league record. Okay, but what was the old record? <laughs> like, give us some context here. But it's weird because I feel like after 2019, like when Joey Gallardo and Brian Silvestre both like we had a number. Well, Joey's that we found out because Real Monarch said seven, they paid seven K, which right. pisses me off to this fucking day. But I'm just saying, like, those are the Ooh. like those are the only two where we actually got a number. And that was after year one. Yeah. And we haven't gotten a number. Was since it, wait, so was that any... from NCFC? Um... Madison, he went from Madison to um Miami FC. What? He went from NCFC to... Well, yes, it's that same Brian Sylvester, Florida. but... I mean, like, okay, so that figure that you're... Yeah, the transfer was from Madison to Miami FC. And at the time, that was the league record. And I don't know, it's definitely been broken since then. Mm-hmm. But that, like, we knew it was like, I think it was like 40K or something. Like, we had a number. So right now, the top three recorded transfers that we got a fee for, Brian Silvestre, 18K, Joe Gallardo, 7K, Connor Antley, 5K. 
And that's all 2019, 2020. I was really off on those numbers. Good Lord. (laughs) That's it. But that's, and we know the number has continuously gone up. Like since that, like between Micheletto, uh, Bryant, Leonard, Jiba, um, Bosua or Carvajal, like whatever torment, I'm pretty sure torment has broken their own record. Like the last three transfers. Oh, had to. Yeah. So, it's, like, it's it, I wish we could get. I, I somewhat get like trying not to put the pressure or whatever, but it's also like, what the hell are we doing? Why do we have to have an undisclosed? Man, fuck that. I want that pressure. I want to know how much is Emmy truly worth. Emmy at least worth. How? <laughs> if Emmy ain't the top rank, Emmy got to be at least worth five hundred k. He got at least be worth half a mil. When I'm thinking of players that could go for a million dollar transfer, he is one of those. Yeah. Like, there's maybe only... There's maybe only two, and that's Kaziah Hill. That's it. I could see Nick Holiday or someone, at like a young player at NCFC. I could see it. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Nick... Nick I, Unbiased. You don't normally see goalkeepers going for that high unless they're playing at MLS. I could see an MLS. He's going overseas. I mean, yeah, true. No, I can only see Nicali or um, what's his face? The other Molina? No, no. Hmm. Uh, Rincon could go for quite a bit. He is so young, but so. That like those two Sterling He's so Emmy. Good. That's probably it. That's it. Yeah. And Emmy, it's you re- for Emmy. You're paying for what he's done before in the past because he's at he's twenty. So we're now? giving him a Kobe contract. Oh hell yeah! I, I'm fi- look as a Richmond kicker fan. <laughs> you give Emmy wherever the fuck he wants. <laughs> <laughs> you did him. Look him. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He he get the Kobe did. He can do whatever. At this he point, wants. Akira. Akira got one year left, so I think Akira's gonna go in. He gets the lifetime achievement award. Yeah, but if he get if he get the Kobe contract, if he can be thirty five, we'll wheel his ass out there. <laughs> That's fine. I don't give a damn. That man won three MVPs back to back, three Golden Boots back to back, sir. This field is yours. You can do everything you want. He can, go in there, like, he can go out on that field and take a dog stole shit. It is his field. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. It is his. And I would defend that man like he is my child. You know that parent that comes to school and defend their child knowing that they done wrong? That's me. <laughs> if he can go in here and bitch smack three center backs, they was roughing them up. He didn't do nothing. He ain't hurt nobody. <laughs> that 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 might have to be a future episode. Who who is the club's closest Kobe deal player? <sighs> past or present, like past or present. That that has to be a future episode. Yeah, that is. I, mine is, mine spans like four leagues though. So <laughs> it, okay, it's and currently, <laughs> but currently right now, who's that guy? You're like, all right, we'll, we give him the Kobe deal on my team. Uh, 
I mean, the only person that's been there that long is Nick. <laughs> or Garrett. Don't get that point. I'll be bad as hell. If I find that y'all saw Nick Holiday nah. take eight year deal. I mean, what had he not baseball? left, Eric Leonard, I was going to say, had he not left, Eric Leonard would have gotten it for Madison. Uh, so low-key. If, if Nazmi hadn't retired, it'd be Nazmi for sure. Yeah, if low Turbo key, and Eric didn't leave, it would have been one of those two easily. When y'all said Eric went to Chicago Fire, I was like, oh, shit, he really going to big-time MLS. And then I realized it was Chicago Fire, too, and I was like, bro, you 27. Why you what? Look, it's if there is a team that all you need is one out of form player injury and you can make it up there immediately, it is Chicago Fire. It is the That's trash fire. All it needs, all it takes is Chizios having a day off, and Eric Leonard might be going right there to the first team. Look, who else they got? The, who else they got a center back? I mean, yeah, that's true. I'm just. When I thought that y'all said he was going to the fire, I was like, oh, he's going up to the first team. And then I saw it was Chicago Fire, too, and I was like, bro, you 27. Stay your ass in Madison and get this Kobe deal. Look, you can't blame him. If he's it, it, Again, if you can take – if you have a chance to go to MLS, <laughs> going through Chicago is a very – it's a lot easier path. I guess. Like, you're not dealing – like, Chicago's got an academy, but what other team is going to be bad enough – and also, I mean, it, it yeah. made sense. All right, well, we'll see. And well, the money is good. <laughs> can't can't argue with the money right. and playing close to your hometown. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't get mad at Payne nor Chrysler. Like, the money there, take it. I ain't going to be mad at you. I'm going to cuss you out. Hashtag get your I'm money. I'm going to love it. Yeah, go get your money. Um, Guys, it's a pleasure doing the show with y'all. It's good. First show in a long, long time. Um, off some rust, probably, we're ready to go. Right. We probably won't do another show for a while. Maybe. I don't know. We'll it took it us out. like a month to get this one this scheduled. It going. Did. Yeah, it's gonna it, right. it did. It did. Um, but yeah. So as always, listeners, we Wait, just want to say thank we you. Before we go, before we go. Big thing. Well, Big thing. We, we Big gotta thing. we gotta introduce. We've got a new website. Oh We're yeah! To get some Let's... content out there for you guys. Some more video analysis, some new vibes, some new chaos. Uh, hopefully, a new uh, walk in ninety derby to come into play. We got some big things coming up for this show because you know, yeah, we all we got. Exactly. I will gladly be your host as always. Again. Um. Hopefully we can keep the show under an hour and a half. You know. No, we will not. Like, let's stop. Never. What's up? Oh, update on the uh, no cold stadium situation. There's a dome where they can play soccer. Is this some Michigan star shit? Like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> there is a dome. <laughs> All I'm saying is there is a soccer field. It's in a dome. You know what, everyone? Have a wonderful night. We just want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to our show because without you, we couldn't do this. Um, as Eb said, support us. Um, there's not a lot of us out here covering the league, folks. You got us. You got the independent podcast covering the teams. And then you got, um, by the way, I want to shout out about League One Updater. 
um, doing a fantastic job. Has a nice website. Um, just released their first podcast as well. Um, Kane Cricks, Kane Kicks Lex, Tyler's podcast up there covering Lex. And I don't know, is anyone doing one knock yet? I'm sure they got someone doing something. I haven't seen anything. They got an active SG. I'm sure someone might be doing something. Um, So, yeah, we just want to, you know, honestly, shout out to everyone covering the league. It's hard work. It's, you know, it's long hours. It sucks, but stick with it. Um, This year is going to be amazing. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, We got a lot of amazing stuff going on. Um, So, as always, from us to you, have a wonderful day. And remember, get your money. But just be aware of the cuss out that's going to happen. See you guys next week. We'll highlight stuff. Be easy. Why do you say next week? <laughs>